How does business blogging differ from other blogs? That's what we talk about today in episode 35 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. There are a lot of really great reasons to blog for your business, but a lot of times people get sort of hung up in the idea of what it is that that's going to require for them. How much work is it going to be? What are they going to write about? Maggie Patterson joins me today and we talk about all that stuff. So let's jump in and listen to the interview. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Maggie. I'm so excited to be here. And it's actually fun because we're not that geographically far apart. <laughs> I know. We're really quite close. <laughs> yeah, we um, need to work on that and like do coffee or something. <laughs> I know. I know. We're really close, but we've still only hung out online. Yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly lazy about my pants, I guess. <laughs> Maggie, why don't we start off by you introducing um, yourself to everybody and telling people what you do. So I am Maggie. I am the technically I got a new title this week at my I used to be the co-founder. Now I'm the chief marketing officer at a company called Scoop Industries. And what we do there is we work with generally female entrepreneurs, service-based businesses, online businesses, and we really work with them either on courses or consulting to help them grow their business and most importantly to get paid. Um, my partner and I are both really I loathe this word, but we're really passionate about women being able to like kind of take control of their economic reality. And that's a really big part of what we're doing. So we really focus in on like fundamental building blocks, not like get rich quick scheme type stuff. I love it. I think that's a great thing to be passionate about. Yeah, I get a little fired up. Let's not go there because that could be a whole episode itself. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about blogging. Yes. Blogging is like, I feel like it's such a fundamental thing and it gets such a bad rap. People are always ragging on poor blogging and blogging is such, if you run a business, it's such a great way for you to, you know, really build your presence, build your expertise and essentially bring clients in the door. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think maybe we should talk a little bit about what it means to have a blog for your business. Cause sometimes, you know, there's, is it a blog, a personal blog? What's the difference between having a blog specifically for your business? Oh my gosh, I love this question because I think one of the biggest points of frustration when you run a business is blogging is just one marketing thing you're going to be doing. And it's just one thing on your to-do list in a day, especially if you're a small business owner. You know, you maybe have a few hours a week you're spending on marketing and you've got, you're running your business, you're managing employees, you're doing all of the different things. And what we start to do is we start to compare ourselves to people who like blog about design full-time or fashion or, you know, these people are sensations on Instagram and beautiful blogs. And that's not the purpose of your blog when you're running a business. The purpose of your blog when you're running a business is to support your business goals. And we learn all these weird tactics that aren't actually relevant. We don't need to blog every day when we have a business blog. We just need to have a consistent schedule and be speaking to the people who would do business with us. So do you need to be uh, building a big personal brand? Probably not. You probably can be serving your customers in a way that's really unclear and thoughtful and connected to, you know, really helping them connect the dots between the services you offer, what you're writing and what their pain points are. Absolutely. So I'm sure a lot of people will be relieved to hear that you don't think they need to blog every day. And that's, that's one of those things like how much time is this going to take me if I commit to doing a blog? 
here's the thing I think most people don't realize is like I always tell my blogging students like you know what you could blog every day but writing and publishing the blog in my mind is about 70% of the puzzle the other uh, sorry 30% of the puzzle the other 70% is getting that scene read shared and we do a really good job of comparing content but we don't actually do a great job of sharing it in most cases I know I know and if we don't do that how is anybody going to know there's anything to read Exactly. And then we have these really awesome blogs full of great content that like have our mom reading them only. (laughs) And that's tragic. So we want your content to be read and loved and really help you attract your allies. Absolutely. Especially with my mom who tries but doesn't really get what I'm even talking about. (laughs) Yeah, my mom too. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we need to know if we're, you know, I'm a business and I want to start a blog, what do I need to know to get going with this? So the number one, you know, there's a couple of things that really matter the most at the blog promotion, like I just talked about a second ago is definitely a big part of it. But the biggest kind of mistake people make when they're starting off with a blog for their business is they tend to start way too far in the process. They start with, well, what am I going to blog about? And they start generating content ideas and then they start generating more content. And there's not really a firm strategy about that. So if you're going to blog for your business, it's a strategic thing that you're doing. And it ultimately should be supporting your business goals. So if your business goals is, let's say, to grow your product revenue in your retail shop by 10%, your blog post should be supporting the goal of generating more revenue. So By getting clear on that goal, you can reverse engineer everything you do from there. So many times people create content that's not connected to anything they're actually selling or any goal they have. And then you're like, why are you doing that? But then they get frustrated. So I think if you can start with the goal in mind and kind of create what I call a content map from there to figure out, you know, what do I stand for? What are my values? You know, who am I actually talking to? It's always surprising how many people are blogging and they don't know who they're talking to. So, you know, you need to get really clear on those things before you start generating content ideas. And I promise you, if you spend time on that, from there, you really have better content ideas. And it's content that's going to resonate and really connect with readers. Yeah, well, and then that's where it comes back down to people who think, How's a blog going to help my business? I don't see how it could possibly work. Once you've come up with the reasons you're doing it, who you're talking to, and what you want them to know, there's probably a lot more clarity in your head about how that actually could help you. Yeah, and then you start to understand, like, if you know who you're talking to, you know what their questions are, and then your blog post can help them solve a problem. It can provide them with real value, and you can, you know, literally show up and be of service to them so they actually, like, like you and want to do business with you. That's awesome. So is there a strategy or anything like how to have like steps that we should go through to get going? I think probably the three biggest things you need to establish off off the top with the blog before you get into creating content is number one, know who you're writing for. And if you're not clear, think of your favorite clients. Think of those people that you absolutely adore working with. And, you know, what are they like? I think so many times we go, well, I have this ideal client avatar and their name is Molly and they like red shoes. And like, we don't really care about that. What I want to know is what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what are they motivated by? And if you're really not sure, go start talking to past clients. Talk to people that you think would be ideal to get to know what's going on you know, kind of under the hood. I think once you understand who you're talking to, getting really clear on what you stand for. I I think this is something a lot of businesses struggle with. But the reality is, is that um, if you stand for nothing, you're you're not very memorable. 
And I think if you actually have a really clearly articulated set of values that come through and what you're doing, it, it helps set you apart, even if you're just one more person talking about blogging. I am not the only writer out there. I am not the only person talking about blogging, but I have a very specific way of approaching it. And I think you need to really think about that. And then that last thing is, you know, again, establishing those goals as part of that. I, I think if you can do those three things up front and think about it very strategically, you will be so grateful later. Are there any places you find other than how is this going to work that people get sort of hung up on when it comes to blogging, whether it be the technology or any of those other pieces? Like, what do you find people struggle with? Where What's their roadblock for actually moving forward and blogging? Oh, my gosh. So there's a couple of things. Number one, um, and I actually just was talking to a student about this this morning, is they worry that they don't have anything useful to say. There's all this prejudgment and it's really this confidence, you know, who am I to be an expert? Who am I to be an authority? And the reality is, is, you know, you know more than you think, you know, and there's probably a reason you run your business and you have clients or customers. So have some confidence in that. And one of the other big things I think people do really miss with blogging is they think of the blog always in this really pure, like it's written form. You got to think about how you support the blog in terms of your visuals. Um, you know, we as humans, we process visual information six, 60 times faster than we ever would reading. So, you know, if you have a blog that's really dull text and it's not formatted and there's no images, that extra little bit really does matter and will help your content be more noticeable and also help you get eyeballs. You're you're in a competitive world where we're, you know, you're up against the Facebook news feed and probably some Instagram and kids and all these other things. So, you know, if you can communicate quickly, visually, that will really help. So like having that signature image for your blog post, such a small thing, so easy, but needs to be done. Yeah, there's nothing worse than clicking through and seeing pages and pages of straight up text. Like, oh, that's, I can't read this. No, I won't. And this is the other thing you have to remember on the internet, people are incredibly lazy readers. They are. We don't read, we scroll. Yep. So if you don't break that up for me, my eyeballs are tired and I'm, I'm going to go press the X. I'm out of here. What about do you find people hit up against the I'm not a writer sort of belief? Yeah. And guess what, guys? Most people aren't writers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the nice the nice thing you can remember with blogging, unless you're in like an incredibly intensely professional field or something that's super technical, you know, the really the trend towards what's called conversational copy, the expectation of it being highbrow literature is not there. So even if you struggle a bit with your writing, you can, I think, still be very successful with blogging. You just need to learn a few of the fundamentals about, you know, using subheads, using bullets, breaking up your text, that kind of stuff. And also too, just understanding that going back to the lazy readers, but we need to use simple language on the web. People don't have time to stop and figure out what that word means. So you don't have to be incredibly eloquent in the written word to be an effective blogger. Yeah, conversational, I think, is a lot easier to read. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to write. People just have, I don't know, they're still thinking back to high school essays and feeling overwhelmed. But it really is a lot easier than I think people think it is. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is to just, you need to there's this idea of finding your voice. I don't think you so much have to find it. I think you just kind of have to turn it on. Right. And we all use our voice all day long. So, you know, just write it the same way you would talk. 
Yeah. And just be be mindful of the fact that, you know, maybe if you're a lawyer, you're not going to laden it with a bunch of F-bombs if that's how you would talk in person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But at the same time, the other thing, I, I, I always get somebody to proofread my yes. blog posts. So I have an assistant who helps me do some of that stuff. It's not always all on the business owner, I guess, right? Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing is, you know, every single writer I know, every one of us has an editor. There's a reason editors exist. And maybe you don't have an editor. Maybe you get your husband to proofread it or a good friend or whatever the case is. But I, I think there's, you know, you want to do as much as you can to get it as close to excellence as you can. But, you know, mistakes are going to happen. I mean, I make typos. It happens. I'm not perfect. We, none of us are. <laughs> no, I wish, but you know. That, that seems like a lot of extra work, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk maybe a little bit more about content and topics. I know we talked a little bit about, you know, once you know what you're trying to do, your content ideas are going to come more easily. But do you have any other thoughts there in terms of figuring out what you're going to be writing about? So I always like to uh, kind of start with a few key questions you can ask. Number one is what am I what do my clients or my readers need to know about what I'm selling? And like so let's say you're selling, I don't know, skincare products, you know, handmade skincare products that you craft in your kitchen so beautifully. And if you're selling these skincare products, well, you're not gonna be like write a blog post about the skincare products specifically, but maybe you're gonna write about the trend of organic skincare and why this is so useful or like a specific skin condition. So you like what are the things they need to know to basically bridge that gap between where they are today and being ready to buy your solution. So understanding that, and as part of that, you know, what is it they're struggling with? Why why are they seeking out this information in the first place? I think if you can start to tap into those things and look for those questions, that really helps a lot. Um, so many times people miss the whole, like, what am I selling? The other thing is to really start to pay attention to common questions that you get. Um, if you have five customers a month asking you the same question over and over and over, those are perfect blog posts. They're waiting to happen. You know, how do you formulate your solution? How, how do I apply this? Those types of questions are pure gold. Just really carefully listen to those questions and carefully listen to even like comments, feedback, objections. Objections are another one I really love starting with. I'm always like, what things do I people tell you? Like your product's too expensive. It's this, it's that. All of your blog content is designed to answer those questions and handle the objections and essentially make it take all those little obstacles out of the way so that when someone goes to buy that they feel ready to do it. Yeah, that's great. And that becomes another way that you're going to keep getting more eyeballs on your content, right? When you're saying, well, people don't promote their stuff enough, like you can come back to it. Like this is a really popular question we get a lot and you yeah. can share it over and over again because it continues to be relevant. Exactly. And you know, this is the other thing too, if you've been blogging for a while, don't feel like you have to continually create brand new stuff all the time. The truth is, is that you should only probably be blogging about a few, you know, a handful of really core things. So just put a new spin on it, refresh it. People forget things. We always need to be reminded. I know sometimes I'll know something and I go, I read something and go, oh, I forgot about that. I'm not doing that anymore. Why am I not doing that? So um, don't just think everything has to be like brand spanking new all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Plus, people forget things, but people, not everybody reads every single thing that you read, so you can share it again, right? Exactly. No, they definitely, and if they do, they love you so much that they don't care that they're reading the same thing again. Exactly. Awesome. 
All right. Well, I think that we've we've covered some really great points about why having a business blog is important and what you need to know and and all that kind of stuff. Is there any other is there any other last things that you'd want to share with people about business blogging? Um, I think the main thing is just to not compare yourself to a fashion blogger or a someone like this got this amazing design lifestyle blog. Your blog has a very different purpose. And I think if you could understand the difference of being a blogger who essentially makes their money straight up from what's happening on their blog and what you're doing, which is essentially that act of the connecting of the dots of your business and education. Um, I think if you can make that distinction, you will put less pressure on yourself for your blog and you'll be able to be a lot clearer on what you should be doing with your blog to get results. I love it. I know you have a tool about blogging that we are going to be able to link to in the show notes. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so it is the blog planner map. So these are some of the actual tools and templates I use with blogging clients. And um, you will get something to help you plan out the process for your map, uh, your blog, so that you're not like every week going, what do I do next? There's a process for coming up with content ideas, getting those organized. It's a whole bunch of great tools to help you with the, you know, planning and organization of your blog. Because if you're not organized, it a lot of times won't happen as a business owner. And you can find that at scoopindustries.com slash blog dash planner dash map. (laughs) (laughs) I will also put a link to it in the show notes for this episode so people can grab that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Maggie. I love the topic of blogging. It's one of the, so there are three things I always tell people that if I don't know anything about your business, but you should be online that you should have. And one is generally Facebook, one is email marketing, and the the third is always blogging. I think it's so important, um, but it can be really overwhelming. So being able to put some thought into why you're doing it, how you can make it happen is so great. And I, I know this tool will be useful for people. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was great. Thanks. I love chatting with Maggie and I hope you're feeling a little more comfortable with the idea of blogging for your business. Come on over to the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 35 and I have a link to her website as well as to her blog planning map. As always, you can find the links to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and I would love to hear any comments on what you thought of the episode or what you might like to hear about in future episodes. So come on over at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 35 and until next time, I'll see you online.